Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community. So they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They're now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. Now, if you're a mom and you've had an infant who has struggled with acid reflux, struggled to keep food down, it can be very exhausting. I know I watched a cousin of mine go through one of her infants and it, like every time she'd just vomit and it would go feet if she was projectile. Not only do you have to clean up the mess, but then you worry about your kid getting enough nutrients. So Dr. Prince is here to help us with that. If you know of a mom who is struggling with a child who has this, um, send this podcast episode to them. We're going to talk about how we can overcome in simple ways we can help our infants overcome their acid reflux. Dr. Prince, welcome on. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about this beforehand, but acid, infant acid reflux we can think of as common, but that doesn't mean it's normal. And when I say acid reflux, I mean we're throwing, kids are throwing up Babies, we're going to talk about babies and infants specifically under the age of one, are can't keep their food down. And so walk me through your journey of how you started off as a medical, as a DO, and then got dialed in and really helping these, people, these moms and, and parents with infant acid. I want to keep saying instant. It's infant. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I started off um, in osteopathic medical school, and I chose to go the route of osteopathic medical school because I really liked the core values of the osteopathic uh, curriculum. That a lot of the pillars that are taught is to make sure that you're looking at the whole person, and also the idea that the body will heal itself. We just have to help support the body to heal itself. 
And I graduated medical school and went on and decided to work in pediatrics. And I worked, decided to work in pediatrics for a couple of reasons. I loved working with families that had kids and really working with preventative medicine and building that foundation to really have a long, healthy life. Um, it's so much easier to build a healthy life than it is to reverse uh, issues later on. So I love that part of pediatrics to build that healthy foundation. I initially started working out in my career as a pediatric hospitalist. And as a pediatric hospitalist, that meant that I worked with kids that were sick enough to be admitted to the hospital. And I became really, really good at taking kids that were sick and needed that extra care to be in the hospital, stay overnight in the hospital, and getting them healthy and ready to go home again. But I kept running into some of these issues that would come up over and over and over again. And it came to a some issues that were, I would have babies that would come in that were admitted after being seen in the ER for a choking episode. And these choking episodes can be really, really scary. And what can happen is, is as a baby reflux back up some of the food that they've eaten, they can have difficulties clearing the back of their throat and they choke. And this can sometimes even be as time where they might turn blue. And if you've ever had a baby or witnessed anybody choking, it doesn't matter if they pause their breathing or they can't catch their breath for two or three seconds, or if it's a minute, it feels like a lifetime. And that was really scary for a lot of families that I worked with. And then we I would admit to them to the hospital, they wouldn't have any more choking episodes, and I tell them to go home. And then there was another group of babies that I would run into over and over again that were spitting up so much and vomiting so much that they weren't gaining weight and they weren't able to keep the nutrients down that they needed. And we would do all these different things. We'd try to do a workup, find out where they weren't gaining weight. And both of these issues would be related back to reflux and blamed on reflux. And traditionally, the pediatric medical curriculum, the traditional medical uh, curriculum teaches, you know, that reflux is not that big of a deal. Um, like you mentioned, reflux is this very common thing, but it's often taught that reflux is just this normal thing. All babies will reflux yeah. and you don't have to worry about it. They'll outgrow it. Well, when I was sitting in the hospital rooms, talking to moms that have witnessed their babies choke and they, they panicked. They thought that their baby was going to die. And for me to just sit there and, and tell them what I was supposed to tell them, not to worry that their baby was going to outgrow it. Yeah. Oh, how do you do that? And so that was how I started to work with infant acid reflux and wanting to find help and solutions for families more than just wait. <laughs> That's smart. I know. As soon as I have two kids, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, it's like as soon as they have any type of like any sign of choking, you know, you're grabbing them and doing the things that you got to do. Yeah. And that it's even scarier when they're a baby and they just uh -huh. are not able to help clear themselves. And what do you do? <laughs> yeah, especially if those, these episodes are recurring. You don't want to go to the doctors and tell them, oh, it's going to keep going until they grow out. Like, yep. Best of luck sleeping <laughs> at night. 
And I got so frustrated with that. Um, I got frustrated with that being told to me of that's what I was supposed to tell families. And I thought, this isn't, this isn't right. There has to be more there. Um, and so I took a step back and really did a deep dive into a lot of the research that's out there, um, looking at a wide range of things. And what I found most telling initially was we have to look at reflux as a continuum. Um, reflux looks different in different babies. And some babies might have really mild symptoms and they might just spit up here and there and they might only need some minor interventions or changes. And then you can have babies that are really severe, which are the babies that I kept seeing that would have these choking episodes or weren't gaining weight. Um, so just because your baby isn't so sick to the point that they're not gaining weight doesn't mean that they don't have reflux. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't help them and help their body. So what can we do to help them? So there's actually a wide variety of things that we can do. Um, I think one of the most important things is discovering what's causing your baby's reflux. Just save all baby's reflux isn't really helpful. Um, there are a lot of different things that we can look at that can be triggers for reflux. Sometimes it can be overfeeding. Sometimes um, there's different environmental things that can change the reflux when you lie your baby flat that um, has more opportunity for the food that they've eaten to reflux back up. There are uh, also illnesses. A lot of times the illnesses will seem to flare a reflux. If you get a cold or the flu, that can worsen the reflux and even teething. Teething and will kind of cause them to have an increase in the amount of drool they have. They swallow that drool and that'll actually stimulate the stomach to make more acid. So that can worsen their reflux. So I think the very first thing we wanna do is look at and discover and identify what the triggers are for your baby's reflux. The next step then after that is once you know what those triggers are, what can you do to change that? And so a lot of de it depends on what that what you find out in that initial discovery step. We talked about overfeeding illnesses and teething, the positioning, allow gravity to be their friend. And I think, you know, as us, if we were to think about it as adults, if we were having to lay down on our side and drink that way how hard is it to do that it is yeah, we ask so our infants hard. to do that when we breastfeed and a lot of times we know we lay them down on their back and we give them a bottle it's just not natural to have to eat food like that so if you can help them out by propping them up let gravity do Absolutely. its job and I think, I mean, you brought up breastfeeding too. And I think that that's also so important to think about too, is I don't think everybody always realizes that, or moms that are breastfeeding, um, your body's doing an amazing thing with breastfeeding. The woman's body can do crazy, wonderful things. Um, but what you're eating is affecting your breast milk. It can affect yeah. how nutritious it is. It can affect the composition of it. It can even affect the taste of the breast milk. And so if something causes you reflux, chances are if you eat it and you're breastfeeding, you're likely to cause your baby reflux too. Yeah, my two-year-old, she was a hard one. I've never had problems breastfeeding besides the fact I didn't have supply. So put that aside. She... I always felt like she was allergic to something I was eating. And so I was eating like, I swear, nothing, which was half the problem when, why I didn't have 
the supply was because I wasn't eating anything. And then when we started introducing her after 12 months old to different milks to see which kind of milk she would tolerate. And to this day, she's two and a half. 95% of what she drinks is just flat out water. And yet we're trying to feed her all of these other milks because we're supposed to. And she just, her jam is water. So that's what she drinks. I'm not <laughs> going to complain because it's water, but it's always like, ah, if I could just give you a protein drink or something that would be more sustenance rather than having to feed you all the food all the time. But just really pay attention to what are you eating? How is that impacting baby? Um, Dr. Prince, what are the most common foods that you see are, are culprits for what mom's eating? So our most common things are related to dairy, um, soy as well, because there can be a lot of cross-reactivity to food intolerances and allergies with soy and dairy, uh, eggs, and then gluten um, are the most common foods that I've noticed that will cause issues with the reflux, both if baby is ingesting those, whether it's through formula or solid foods, or if mom is breastfeeding and um, eating those things. Yeah, those are the four biggest culprits of inflammatory foods, period. So get rid of them and, and bam, you can help out your little one. So I would always recommend doing first, when you are approaching this scenario with a mom and her, a spouse or Besides fig- trying to figure out what is the most common trigger, because I know that was going to be the first step, what would be one thing that you would suggest trying in the beginning stages as well? I would say, uh, we mentioned it before, gravity is your friend. Um, I don't always think of gravity as being my friend as I get a little bit older, but gravity is really your baby's friend. Because if you think about it, babies are not able to position themselves. They, When they're first born, they can't even hold their head up. Yeah, And so they can't find that position of comfort and they rely on you to move them around. So keeping them upright, trying to keep stuff in, trying different positions and seeing how they're most comfortable is something that's going to be- benefit any baby, um, not just the ones that are suffering from the more severe reflux. Yep. Any other tidbits that we haven't talked about that you think might could really benefit someone listening? I think you just keep Keep knowing that you need to trust yourself as a parent. You know your baby best. And I've told this to many of my families that I've seen where I've seen them as a pediatrician. Your relationship with your pediatrician is one of the most important relationships you're going to have, especially when you have a new baby. So you need to make sure that you are you feel heard. You need to make sure that you're getting answers. And if you're not getting those things Maybe it's time to change the relationship even. So I think that that is what's so important is make sure that you trust your instinct, you know your baby best, and make sure that you find a doctor that you can work with very closely. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it's a topic that doesn't often get addressed. So I'm glad that you have this specific niche in it. It's really smart too, because there's a lot of mamas out there who are just tired of, you know, hearing that, they're going to grow out of it. What can we do? So you're wondering, what can you do? Just know, figuring out the cause or the trigger, start changing up some different things and seeing what works and what doesn't, and then make that more of a long-term process. All right, Dr. Prince, where can we learn more about you? 
So we, um, you can always visit our website at infinacidreflexsolutions.com. There's a lot of really good information on there, different resources. Um, you can even join me for uh, our reflex challenge to help you conquer reflex with your baby. And we go through, I go through step-by-step -step things that will affect reflex and how you can take that uh, and make things better for your baby as, in as little as five days. Five days. That's brilliant. So five-day yeah. challenge. How often do you do this challenge? So the five-day challenge is a cycle that you can join at any time and then you can work through and then always, again, visit our website. We have additional information on there and it's uh, we work with a lot of families and we love working with the families and they feel like they get their baby back and get a happy, healthy baby. Good. Five-day challenge. That's brilliant, y'all. Go listen and go join it at infantacidreflexsolutions.com. When you spell reflux, it's with a U, right? R-E-F-L-U-X. That's what I thought. All right, guys, there you know. Go get it. The health coaching certification program that I recommend is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help. FDNtraining.com slash Dr. Kylie. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal? on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon. Why are my labs normal by Dr. Kylie Burton? Leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.